Yay! <laughs> we need a better one. That's a little better. All right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Escape. My name is Nick. I shot him six times. I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. This guy, this man, is not human! I shot him six times! Six times in the heart! Hi, everybody. I'm Adam. And and if I looked a little what the F when you guys tuned in, it's because Mo Tuesday sucks today. That's it. Okay. All right. Welcome to The Escape, where we cover entertainment, sci-fi, comics, action figures, pop culture, and everything nerdy. Tonight, we're going to be talking about some Rings of Power news. House of the Dragon is Mc. Farlin making a play for DC titles. Who's the biggest jerk in Hollywood right now? And whatever else we want to talk about. Plus toys. There's so much to talk about. Uh, we didn't have a show last week because things happen. Power outage. Power outage. Work gets in the way of the YouTubing sometimes. Uh, it's hard oh, yes. to do a streaming job or streaming show when you don't have power to do it. Adam was, was trying to be a good sport. He's like, I'll just do it from the car. I'm like, no, we're not we're not playing that game. <laughs> I would have got a mountain everything. Well, we'll be fine. We'll 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 let it go for a week. But uh so we have a ton of stuff to talk about, almost too much. But uh Adam, have you been watching uh Rings of Power on Amazon or House of the Dragon on HBO? Uh HBO. I have not. I, I actually had a vacation that's ending right about now where I intended to catch up to Sandman and She-Hulk, and I haven't done any of that. I have just been intensely working with action figures. I am like three exterior shoots ahead of myself. I've got stuff laid down for the Bane thing. It's just it's just taking up every second of my life, and I don't mind it, with the exception of when I have to go out and like be Adam and fucking... You know. I would have to go live my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta go be Adam and not the uh, not the toy man. Hey, hey. hey. Oh, I wait. just thought of. Wait a minute, there. Wait. Planets. Did we just do a thing? <laughs> Did a thing just happen? <laughs> it was the toy uh, man. He saved us all. <laughs> so, uh, talk a little bit about Rings of Power. So, uh, unless you are under a rock. Uh, Amazon produced a show called Rings of Power. It's supposed to be sort of like a prequel for Lord of the Rings, but it's based off the Cimmerillion, which is part of the J.R. Tolkien uh, writings, which it's not really a story. It's more of like a history of Middle-earth and the different ages. I am not, maybe you realize by now, I am not a Tolkien expert. I am definitely not a Tolkien scholar, but there's been so much drama. There's a helicopter going by my house. There's so much drama with this production, it's ridiculous. Where, so yeah, Peter Jackson, who is original director of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, and he's like, yeah, just send me the scripts, you know. And he wasn't going to direct them, but he'll, you know, help out with the production because he loves Tolkien work and it's just, yeah, I'll help out any way I can. And they decided not going to do that. Uh, they had a Tolkien uh, lore expert because Adam. There's one thing with the Lord of the Rings not it's and I heard someone you know say this where it makes sense it's a very sophisticated fan base it's probably one of the more sophisticated ones because 
you have the token stuff who's it's been around for decades where you know star wars star trek they've been around for a few decades but there's only so much like there's the tv shows there's movies that's fine and then there's you know the books and comics stuff like that came afterwards where token cared so much about his universe he had everything planned and broken down to like the the movement the movements of the moon and like he had everything just planned out you know and uh it started out basically as stories that he would tell his kids at night and you know turn into this huge world was probably one of the best examples of escapism <laughs> right it's one of the reasons we call our, call the show the escape because we believe escapism is important and uh one of the ways that he helped with his kids is you know help his kids at sleep is take him into this little world and he's expanded upon it became its own thing oh no that's enough sorry Nick talks are, ghosts. i'm talking to my dog he's yelling at me because he wants to go outside he's been outside for the last two hours but uh so yeah, i don't know you, you post these questions to me and it's uh for the scenario and like the producer mind kicks in and i think and i said i think well it's amazon right this is amazon's property this is so Bezos' not, this is baby. So it's not like, well, and then there's another thing. If, 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 if this is, quote, unquote, Bezos' baby, if Bezos is a fan of this, even if he's a bad fan of it, there's, that's another factor to think about. Um, kind of like what like George Carlin said at one point like when he was talking about rights. He goes, even if you read the news badly and you, you read it badly, you'll know that our list gets shorter and shorter every year. Um, so you're sitting on this property, Lord of the Rings, and you're like, this guy is describing a fucking glade of a blade of grass in the Shire. You know, <laughs> this is some intense stuff. So I'm the producer. I'm like, you better stupid this stuff up as fast as you can so that we can start making money on this or whatever. We got to put this out. This is all we got. These assholes have Superman and these assholes have Spider-Man. What do we got? We got Mr. Smarty Pants. There's that. There's that approach. Or then there's also the, I want this shit as close to the source material as possible. Now, I don't know which one or which path they've decided to go down because I haven't watched it. And, I, and, and, and let's be fair, I've seen Lord of the Rings one time and I loved it. But it was uh, over a Christmas uh, like 15, 20 years ago. But it was great. But is it locked in that box? I mean, can, how much more can you do with the Lord of the Rings? And do you have to dumb it down to actually make it uh, digestible or consumable for, for, for a regular audience? I don't know. Well, and, I don't know. Part, of, and part of the thing, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, one of the things that the biggest scrutiny has been is, and also one of the things Tolkien did, it, this was supposed to be a mythology for England. Sure. Yeah. And everybody knows that England Especially in the early uh, nineteen after World pretty, War One, pretty white. Pretty, I was just gonna say pretty, pretty white. Pr pretty Anglo, uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever Saxon. Well, and, and it's it's one of those things where people are like, "Why is there no black people? Why there's no you know people of color in Star Wars?" I was like, "Because they shot it in London in the seventies. Who do you think's walking around London?" Right. Yeah, Actually, just, a, real, a good answer to that for for uh, fucking. Uh, the Tolkien fans or whatever, the people who want it to be diverse would be, well, I'm glad you asked because all of the black uh, crowd that would be around during this time, they're ready to raise wars 
and come in. These are not the type of people you want to fuck with <laughs> right no. now. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, diversity wasn't on their agenda either back then. Well, and it's also one of those things where I think there's been so many things in today's day and age where everybody looks at, you know, especially things from the past with 2022 eyes, right? 2022 oh, eyes are much more different than 1922 eyes or, you know, 1970 eyes. It's, it's a completely different culture. And trying to, you know, play apples to apples with cultures nowadays, it's, it's simply impossible I agree. Uh, to do. So, um, so, so one of the biggest concerns is they are, well, one of the biggest concerns about any project today is when you start off with the terms diversity and inclusion, people immediately go, you know, it's kind of one of those things that got to that point. But... That is the biggest pushing, you know, things being pushed into today's uh, projects. And and I'll just bring up a quick article, as, or at least a headline. So uh, this is from Founding Into Comics, and we'll just go with, uh, see here. should have been prepared better for this one. So. The Rings of Power star Lenny Henry implies critics of Amazon's race swapping are racist. They have no problem believing a dragon can't accept, but can't accept that a black person could be a hobbit or an elf. You are so far off the mark with this statement. It's hard to even, you know, kind of take this seriously. It's not what people are saying. Right. It's what, you know, comic fans have been screaming for years. Just stick to the source material and take it seriously that's no shit that's all that's kind of all people ask and you know do i have an issue now it being 22 2022 am i surprised at this of course not have i accepted that yes they're gonna make changes just strictly because hey we're just gonna you know put people or we're gonna try as fit as many uh, 2022 things into a show in 2022. I'm not surprised in the least. But for purest token fans, it's, hey, this is not source material. This is, you know, part of the problem. You know, and when you, like I said, some of the issues that we were talking before, when you had uh, the token expert basically get fired off the show because he's saying, hey, guys, this is straying a little too far from canon. And they're like, oh, okay. You're gone. And, yeah. oh, hey, uh, maybe we should talk to the guy who made one of the people who made Lord of the Rings what it is, Peter Jackson. And he's like, yeah, let me know. I'll you know, send the scripts over. I'll, I'll you know, make some notes, whatever. Never did it. So, and now that the show's come out on Amazon, Adam, if you were to really, really you. If you had so much stuff going on before the show even came out, wouldn't you really, really want to? Oh, I don't know. Uh, put your best foot forward, if you will. Wouldn't you want to, the first two episodes to be like, hey, these episodes are so well written. There's so much, uh, you know, we put so much effort and work into making this world awesome and, you know, you know to make Tokyo proud. Isn't that what you think they would do? 
Well, yeah, you would, um, but that's not what they're looking for. Like they're 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 overcompensating for what they consider to be the ninety nine percent. Like whether we you and I like it or not, and people who like intensely listen to this show, you know, thank you for doing that. And shows like this, we're still the one percent as far as the hard hardcore like diehard fans. Which is probably why we take it so damn personally when it, when it's not done right. Um, on the other side of all of this, um, I don't know how good or how bad their scripts might be, but that where you read about the the black actor saying that, uh, or or whoever said it, I don't know who said it, but that you know they have a hard time believing that a black person could be a hobbit or an elf. I do have a hard time believing that when we're doing this under the umbrella of. The 22 eyes, 2022 eyes, like you're talking about, and like this this woke slash cancel culture. Now, I do remember Peter Pan being played by a woman when I was a kid in the old stage plays that were put on television for us later. I don't remember what that woman's name was. If you found a black actor that could, this is the guy. This is it. This is the guy. This is the only guy that can play. I only know one elf. This is the only guy that can play Gimli, okay? He's the only one. But this guy looks just like Gimli. If this guy's black, he can't. I don't give a shit. This guy's the guy who should play Gimli because he's funny. He's got it. If it's for that, I'm in. But that's not what this is about, is it? Gimli's a dwarf, but yes, I know what you're saying. Okay, fine. Oh, that's right. Elves, <laughs> elves are normal-sized people with pointy ears in the Tolkien world. That's right. Well, actually, they're taller, but I mean... They're... Right. Neither here nor there. We're not going to get into it. We, well, are, we, are, we, are, we are Tolkien normal. Pretty solves everything. Liz, or not Liz, uh, what was her name? Uh, Amber Heard. Not Amber Heard. Well, yeah, oh. she's forgiven. But um, <laughs> You were talking about that <laughs> Liv Tyler, that's why I said Liz. Ah, yes. Liv Tyler. Wasn't Liv Tyler an elf in the yeah. Lord of the Rings? So there you go. So pretty yeah. solves everything. Exactly. Wow. Um, now, what if they would have had, now see, under that logic, under that logic, let's just say Stacy Dash was going to play that fucking character. I'd say let her do it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but not getting back to my point. But if you were to, if you were producing the show, wouldn't you make sure your first two episodes were released were the best example of the token world that you had made? Yeah, you could make. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. Okay. So the very first scene that they have is uh, not the. The first scene there, the intro is they have Gladriel, who is played by Camp uh, Kate Blanchett in the in the movies, and they have her leading a group of soldiers uh, for hundreds of years trying to ta- uh, track down Sauron because he killed his brother, and she's after revenge. For hundreds of years, she's tracking him down. And see, this is part of the issue I have. So I have an issue with maybe I I listen to Jocko the Jocko podcast too much maybe not too much but a lot so when I see like a military leader I'm gonna go like hey um so that's kind of my basis for what military leaders should be right they should be strong but they should be uplifting all you know all their other uh lieutenants and all their other uh subordinates this is what happens. She's leading them through up 
uh, a sheer face of ice, and she's climbing, and uh, her her subordinates are, are below her, and they look up. She's like a hundred yards ahead. She's just plowing straight through. Uh, they're going through this fierce snowstorm, and one of the guys falls down, and they're like, "Hey, let's go get her, buddy." She's like, "No, let's go!" Like just total girl power in through everything. She eventually stops to help him and puts a blanket around him. But um, they make one of the main characters in Lord of the Rings, Gladriel. She's an incredibly powerful, awesome character. <laughs> Adam, they make her such an asshole that it's hard to be like, you j- there, there's how you do things and there's how you don't do things. I mean, when it comes to, like, to be, leadership. Is she supposed to be likable or? She well, here's part of the problem. She's an elf. She's uh, I forget exactly what her title is, but I think she's like the the witch of the woods and all that. And so part part of her thing is, uh, especially in Lord of the Rings, she's so powerful that you don't even go into her woods because she can get into your head and uh, you know kind of mess with you that way, and that people are scared to go into woods because they're scared of her. There's nothing about her that where she's a warrior and she's leader of men and she's a leader of other elves. And that's the thing, too. So, like, elves, when they come into battle, they're supposed to be kind of like the special forces. They're the badasses, right? Everything's, like, pristine and pretty and, like, essentially everything. They're beautiful. Their armor's beautiful. Everything they do is just, you know, exquisite. And this is not what we have. We have her leading a bunch of bumbling elves you know they're clearly not as good as her even though they've been following her for 200 years you'd think she'd have taught them a few things and they end up uh i forget the but that they fall upon a temple for sauron and they go inside and she just walks up to this wall punches the ice wall knocks it down it's be like this is a doorway it's like how could you possibly have known that? There's no way you could have known that that wall covered in ice was a, was a door at some point. And she's like, you guys knocked the rest down. And it was just like, Jesus, Lord, like everything, like she can do no wrong at all. Everything she does is awesome. And then there's an ice troll. Ice troll starts, you know, kicking all their, all their asses and, you know, literally killing her people, killing her guys can't touch it but she jumps in and kills the thing in like five seconds it's just one of those like yes blah girl power every you know most guy no pretty much all guys are stupid everything you know no one's clearly as good as she is she's the best she's the best it's ever been and you know how you don't write like a, a character that people want to that care about you don't do shit like that right it's it's like ray all over again it's uh even uh what's her name grace randolph referred to gladriel as a karen and a mary sue in one (laughs) karen and a mary sue and I'm sitting here watching with my wife because my wife likes Lord of the Rings and we're sitting there watching. She's like, well, what do you think? I was like, I freaking hate her. 
She's just so un damn unlikable. <laughs> and it, there's just so much stuff. So they go into the room, and it's, you know, it's a secret room, obviously, that she just mysteriously found somehow, you know, because she punched a wall and found the doorway. And there's these uh, orcs that are, you know, are, that are like melted into the stone. And she just goes, oh, this is where they practice dark magic and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you don't know that. You have no idea what happened in this room. You have no, you, there's no evidence to support any of that. <laughs> it's just, you have no idea what happened here. And she, you know, just started going, oh, it's this, it's that. This has happened, this happened. I was like, you don't know any of that. You can't prove any of what you just said. Wow. So, Sounds like it's a very disorganized show. It, and I'll say it, and this was like the first time I was watching. I was like, she's a freaking a hole. And, She's a you know, like I hate to use the term because I hate it, but it's just because it gets overused. She's a Mary Sue, or it's just like she, everything she does is perfect. She literally not a smudge on her face in two hundred years. Everything's you know, while her guys are getting destroyed, makeup's fine, hair's fine, you know, but can do no wrong. So, so it's like a Mary Sue, kind of like, kind of like what a hero's supposed to be, but just like a woman's not allowed to be it. No, Mary Sue is basically because Ray's essentially the best example of a Mary Sue where in like Luke's journey, Luke has the classic hero's journey, right? right. Where he goes through trials and tribulations, gets his hand cut off. All this. But Mary Sue is basically she's great at everything. She never has to work hard for everything. She's just instantly great at everything. Everything she does is perfect. Everything, you know, can do no wrong. Everything's wow. just perfect. So she's got no trials or tribulations. No, I mean... A, she doesn't a, have to make a, a decision of whether or not to let her friends die if she, if, if, if she values what they fight for or go and save them and end up losing her own life. Kind of like what Luke had to face in Empire Strikes Back. A little, like, somewhat, but it's more of, like... But she doesn't all, have all, that. All, all, all the people around her are morons. She's the best at everything that she... that Everything that they need someone to be the best at, she's the best at everything. Right. Like, in, like you know what? Like, in the, the ice uh, troll scene, if they just showed the team working as one to say, hey, we've taken down big creatures before... Let's do that because we've been fighting for 200 years. We know exactly what we're doing. Right. That's not what they did. They showed a bunch of guys got beat the, you know, beat the hell. And then she literally gets flung because the guy uses his sword to make a ramp and she runs and she flings her at the ice troll. And it's just like, and she just killed him like five seconds. Diana shield. Yeah. So you know you can't call Mary. You can't call Wonder Woman a Mary Sue. At least thinking no, that. no, she gets screwed that, over every two seconds. Well, she had, she had to go through trials and stuff. You know, right. it's one of those things where, if I hate to keep using Ray because Ray's the best example of, she just was immediately good at everything for no. Yeah, reason. I mean, like it or not. Like it if you like Ray, that's fine. But like have, it or not, you you are right. I like the character of Ray. I think she's fine. But she had, I'm, everybody tries to make her seem like, oh, it's kind of like Luke. She's nothing like Luke. 
like in all reality, she stood toe to toe with Kylo Ren with zero training. That right. shouldn't that shouldn't happen. What and happened God. to Finn? What happened to Finn is what should have happened to Ray. <laughs> right. What did happen to Finn? He got cut. He got his back all cut up. Oh, that's right. He got fucked. He tried to fight with a lightsaber, didn't he? Yeah. Well, that's and that okay. We're getting off topic, but that's another thing because Finn was actually had a decent story arc going. Yeah. Where you went like, oh, he might like be force sensitive. He might be what a Jedi. He might be a Jedi later, you know, because he grabbed a lightsaber. He, you know, he had used weapons before, so that made sense. So he was trained by the by the First Order, so he kind of knew, like, yeah, I can use a weapon. You know, that made sense. Ray had a stick, which is not a lightsaber. You know, I am gonna say this. Uh, I'm the furthest thing from anything that could become a Jedi and anything like. But if there was a lightsaber. And you didn't have a projectile firing weapon. Oh, you're fucked, pal. <laughs> if I got the lightsaber, if you got a gun, I'm screwed. But if I got the lightsaber, yeah. And if I get a lightsaber, I'm screwed because I'm just going to cut my own hand off. And then there's that. So, especially Kylo Ren's one where he's got the little. The one that comes out each way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that would just screw me over. So. Um, all right. So. So the first two episodes of uh, Rings of Power have been released. The first one, eh, second one's a little bit better. You get some dwarf action. I like dwarves, but dude, just some of the writing—it's just so freaking brutal. Um, dwarf so action, huh? I love dwarf action. Good, good, good old-fashioned dwarf action. <laughs> I sounded like a little bit dirty as mine. Dwarf action. Oh yeah, we do dwarf action here. But anyway, uh, like one of the and. I hate to pick on Galadriel because, but she's the star, she's the main character, and they've made her just. Here's an example of some of the bullshit writing. So, once they finish in that part of the the cave, they kill them all. Like all the guys are like, "Look, man, we've been following you for two hundred years. We ain't, we're not going to find Sauron. Like, we're we have we're not any closer. Yada yada." So they actually quit on her, and so they go back to. I forget the name of the main uh, elf place. Once again, Normie, sorry. Uh, but she meets up with Elrond. Elrond's one of the characters from Lord of the Rings. And he's just like, look, man, like you've been fighting for 200 years. Like, give it a break. She's like, no. He's like, you, he's like, you don't even have like evidence that Sauron, you know, is, is alive. She's like, he's like, then why doesn't it feel like he's gone in here? And I'm like, the hell does that mean? What is that? It's just like just it it's the just some of the worst worst writing. And that's saying something that, that I've seen. I was just like, oh let's let's all talk about how we feel. That's right. Okay. I don't feel like something isn't wrong, so I'm gonna feel like it's wrong, and that's what matters is how you feel. Which I guess makes sense for twenty twenty two. Anyway, uh, the feelings second, are bad. Don't you fucking have them. I, you understand that, people? Doing my best. Doing my best. I'm only human, but I'm working on that. Yeah, exactly. I remember as a teenager, I tried my best to be like Data. I was like, that makes that makes life better. That's easier. I'm just yeah. not gonna. Yeah, that le yeah, me too. It led to a long, lot of years of <laughs> drug and alcohol <laughs> abuse and attempted suicide. Uh, me, what else? <laughs> Let me tell you what's not the way to do things. <laughs> right, right, right. It's okay to feel, but 
Don't be ruled by your feelings. Anyway, don't be so emotional. But anyway. Be very so, emotional. Burn shit down. Go. Stop be that. very emotional. Listen, don't do that. Best time in history, pal. The whole fucking country's on fire. I'm like, great. That just happened. <laughs> we just did that. Let's not do that again. So first two episodes, first episode is eh. Second episode's a little bit better, but overall, I got to give this uh, about a five. It's, uh, I'll wait for the rest to come out, but for the first two episodes, that's why I was asking, if you were to have the first two episodes, like that should have been like, really like a, basically a, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's two hours of our best stuff. Right. And if that's your best stuff, it's going to be a long season. Yeah, I uh especially some, something that they've been working on for two years. It's surprising years to hear all this though, because it's coming from Amazon and these are the guys that brought us to, not that I'm a big fan or anything of this, but like the boys and uh Invincible and they've they've brought a lot of credible they've had shows really good shows to their to their network. Reacher just, terminal list, really <sighs> good shows. You know what? Aside from any of the the BS that's probably touched the show, aside from like woke culture, cancellation culture, all that kind of stuff, getting this down to the brass tacks of it, and I'm just gonna go back to the statement I was what I was talking about before. I said, "Hey, we better dumb this up real quick for the 99." This is hard. Like Lord of the Rings to me seems like it's one of the harder properties to bring to life, and it's like you get Peter oh, Jackson's yeah. trilogy. And you get the extended cut, and you get the theatrical cut, and and you know what's really good about the uh, take what I say with a grain of salt because I'm not a I'm not a Tolkien uh, connoisseur or whatever uh, or expert, uh, but like the theatrical cuts are excellent, and so are the extended cuts. Where I'm going to use this as an example for the rest of my life, take Batman versus Superman. The theatrical cut is a hunk of garbage, steaming. All because it's missing 20 minutes. Literally missing 20 minutes. Then you see the Ultimate Edition, and it's great. Lord of the Rings doesn't have that problem. You know, yeah, you get this great story, and then if you're even more of a diehard, you get to wet your beak even more. You get to wet your beak even more with the with the extended cuts. So I don't know, man. I mean, uh, we have a mutual friend we went to high school with and everything. Chris, uh, his name's Chris. Uh, a good guy. He started reading uh, Lord of the Rings, and he's like, "I've been reading this book for like three weeks. I'm still in the Shire, man. I'm still trying to get out of the Shire." My son tried reading it, and he's very much like his mother, where he can really plow through a book when he wants to. And he's like, "Couldn't do it. Could not. Do it. Like he loves Lord of the Rings, right. and he's just he's like so much. He's like, you think there's a lot of walking in the in the movie? Like right. it's ten times more." <laughs> So if, if you're one of those that, God bless you, if you can plow through that stuff, and I know people that do, like, I know people that go and, like, read it, like, once a year. And I'm like, holy jeez, that would, sit, like, each book would take me a year. That's how slow Right, right. Well, okay, and then go back to uh, last year with Dune. Now, I'm not going to go and watch any of the other Dune stuff that's come out right now. I'm not, I'm not that deep yet. I'm not ready for that yet. But that movie was amazing. Could you do a Dune TV show uh, and do it right? Yeah, you could after seeing that. And yeah, you could make a Lord of the Rings after seeing what I saw. But I don't know. It just seems like both of those properties 
are real hard to 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 get into the physical world and i think it takes a certain kind of producer and i think it takes a, a certain kind of team to get that done and if we're already arguing about woke topics then you don't have that team over there that team's not there right that well, team that's... is absolutely not there well I, I was listening to the show today they're like and the conversation went from not only so Obviously, with COVID and everything, it's ruined production for lots of things. But should what they've got going on now for season two for uh, Rings of Power, should they just stop and then record, like do a hardcore course correct? Because uh, Amazon shut down their reviewing for 72 hours for this show. That, that, that's, that's how bad it is. So if you've got plans... Sure. I'll just say this real quick, and I'll, I'll say it when Nick gets back. If you got plans to do a second season, and your first season's already taken a dump, um, it's all it's old fashioned TV. Cancel the second season. Don't spend another dollar on it. You know, if you can't get it right, and um, if you're going to do a major course correction, that means you got to fire people. You got to hire new people. You got to find out where the problem is. It's it's not. It's not necessarily that easy. I think, my personal opinion, the best course, the best course correction is to cancel it all, shut it down, and don't do it anymore. We need to get back to that kind of television. Um, What's the thing? As much as I love Superman and Batman and everybody, right, Nick? There should never be another movie right now, not for another 10, 20 years. Hey, we're fucking this stuff up. Shut it down. Let's move on. That's what they used to do. Well, and so on that note, and we um, lost something when we quit doing that. Oh, we did, but well, and part of the problem is, is you realize like how much the corporate, you know, not to play the corporate game, you know, corporate corporations are evil or whatever, but they just control so much. <laughs> it's too much, they, too much where they just don't care. That's why I keep saying where, you know, Zasloff is doing the right thing. But it's not because he cares about the property so much. It's just because now he's in charge of that property, so he's got to do what's best for it. Um, he's made a good point though about DC. He, you know, he basically said this should be a this is a no brainer. I'm paraphrasing. It's no brainer. Yeah, this is a no brainer. Why don't we have where Superman? And then two, he says, why don't we have why do why are we on the lot? Why don't we have our own production studio right down the street? And then he uses Marvel as an example. Marvel has their own production studio. They're not shooting over at, at Disney. They're shooting at Marvel Studios. And so he when he can I like Zaslov because not just because he's given BS the axe that doesn't, you know, that's not gonna make money or that's not gonna make them look better. I like him because he's trying to trim the fat and and trying to he sees a property that should be successful. He sees how it was handled. And he's ready to make a course correction. But as I was saying before you were leaving, while you were gone, you're saying, um, what do they do about a second season if they're going into it? Do they just do a major course correction? A major course correction could lead to firing people, hiring people. You have to go down and see what the problem is. Obviously, there's a problem in writing. Obviously, there's that. And then there's obviously a, pro a problem with um, what gets approved to go into the script. Well, and that's part of the thing. So we keep bringing up Zaslow. 
Zaslav is not Jeff Bezos. Right, it's not Bezos, part of this. We, he was an Jeff, example. Right, no, I'm just saying. But Jeff Bezos is one of the richest men on the planet. Sure. Who yeah. is? I think he's. I think he's technically stepped away from the day-to-day stuff for Amazon, but I think he's still like the majority shareholder. So he can go, hey, pull the brakes, you know, stop this thing and fucking get it right. Because what we're doing right now is like we've pissed off the fans. We are getting our asses handed to us by House of the Dragon. This is this is how ruthless House of the Dragon is. House of the Dra- which is the prequel to Game of Thrones. So House of Dragon, HBO Max. You know what they did with their first episode, Adam? Hmm. So you know how HBO, HBO Max, you, you have to pay for it. They released the first episode for free on YouTube as a middle finger to Jeff Bezos and Amazon. To say like, yeah, eat that. Get you some of that. Because I think the I think the opening weekend for, or the opening uh, views for like House of the Dragon was like 8 million, almost 9 million viewers compared to Power of the Rings, like almost not even two. Like it's not it's not even comparable, you know. With with all of that money you're talking about with what Bezos has and all the resources he has, this is where I stand on this. Cancel it. Just don't do it anymore. You don't know what you're doing. Walk away and get a new show out there. You don't come up against Game of Thrones with another show that's kind of like Game of Thrones. You know what you do? You go up against Game of Thrones with the revitalization of perfect strangers. Okay? You do something funny. You do something that's not in that niche, and you attract the other people who aren't watching that shit over to you. You don't try and say, hey, you game you 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 uh, uh, Game of Thrones fans over there, you like uh, murder, rape, killing, all this stuff. Well, over here in Lord of the Rings, we're gonna walk a lot, not well, gonna that, murder, and we're gonna run. But that but that's also part of the issue is that like part of the rumor is Bezos said I want a Game of Thrones, and well, they're you're like, a well, fucking idiot, Bezos. Well, you know, everybody's like. And also, like, how do you, like, say, like, hey, that cultural, like, thing where literally everybody was glued to their TV sets, like, on Sunday evenings, where I watched a video, I think it was in New York, where someone was just, took a video outside of a building, and you could see all the TVs doing the exact same thing, and it was when, like, uh, Game of Thrones came on. So everybody in this building, like, probably, like, literally 40% of this building were all watching watching Game Game of Thrones, and you could just see, you know, the lights everything doing you know mirroring all the lights, doing the exact same thing all the lights were exactly flickering and yes I, I can picture that yeah that's not happening with your rings of power now here's the problem adam they spent 500 million dollars just to do the rights for it and then i think they're doing 60 million dollars an episode they're in far too deep to to say we're, we're cutting we're cutting bait and we're saying screw it because the how do you make a Sorry, Part of the biggest problem is, Adam, these studios will never say these words. We were wrong. They never will. Well, that's a problem because you're at $60 million an episode There's, and you're not doing well. There's never been a better reason to stop and quit. Well, that's what you and I would do. Be like, dude, we're wasting money. But when you have literally, I don't know, I 
Amazon's got to be close to like the biggest corporation. Like they either they are or they're very close to. Yeah. They've got essentially unlimited cash flow. But what they don't have is unlimited talent. Right. And they don't realize that yet. As and like I said, once you came up against the Tokyo fans and you thought they were just like the Star Wars fans or the Star Trek fans where you you know the Star Wars fans for Kenobi were you just called them racist and you know everybody like scattered and ran away. That's not what the Tokyan fans are gonna do. They're gonna sit there, you know, they're they're English and they're have the stiff upper lip and tell you to go get fucked, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. Let's so, hope. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on to House of the Dragon, talk about a show that I know nothing about. I know next to nothing about the Games of Thrones universe except what I picked up on the peripherals because I never watched it. And it was just one of those things where, you know, by the time, you know, I was even interested, it was like six seasons in. And by that point, I'm like, I'm not taking, I, if I were a season or two behind, that's a thing, that might be a thing. But when I'm like five to six seasons behind and I get caught up, I just, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Plus I had some other issues with it, but it was like we were saying, it was a cultural phenomenon where everybody was talking about this show. And you know how, Adam, you know how, how it is, how I feel about when something that everybody likes. I hate yeah, it. I know. Yeah, too well. So I was just like, it can't, it can't be that good. Everybody likes it. If everybody likes it, even the normies, how good can it be? Right. Uh, so, but because of the show and plus what else I got going on a Sunday evening, I said, I'll check out House of the Dragons. Adam? It's pretty damn good. Mm, I believe you. I and, believe you. Uh, and one of the biggest things I had to issue, and one of the biggest things I have issues with in general with HBO is like, golly, like, let's be honest, watch porn, you know, that's a thing, whatever. But geez, like some of the scenes in like HBO shows, I was like, did we have to go that far? Like, See, I have to. I hear you on that. And what upsets me is that they don't do that in regular network television. Why don't I see that kind of behavior, that kind of nudity, and that kind of gratuitous on my regular television? It's crazy how, and it, like you could see that in your regular television, like in Europe, but oh, for some reason, naked bodies and naked people are taboo here in, in America. But oh. over there, it's like, well, we're not going to show all this violence. Are you yeah. crazy? No, I, I think that that level of violence and I think that that level of nudity should be available to all. Uh, I, I'll tell you one of the most uncomfortable sex scenes I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was like watching your parents have sex, and that was in the Pacific. The that was like the sequel to the Band of Brothers. Why? Why? Why was it like watching your parents? Because they just showed. They just showed like the whole thing. Like, it was just a static shot of, you know, and you didn't even, I think you saw, like, her top, but, you know, they had a sheet on, but it was just, like, you saw, like, just, it was a very quick, very real. It was just, like, watching two people have sex where it was just, you know, a couple minutes. You could see him, you know, see him climax, and I'm just like, I don't need, I'm just, like, it's just like, oh, I was like, I'm, I'm okay with Maybe it was just at the time and I was in a mood, but for some odd reason, that scene just, I was like, 
like it felt like I was literally peeking into someone's bedroom, and right, I was just, and I was just it was that peeping tom thing, which I don't have. I don't have that thing like at all. At but. all, right? When it's shot like that, I get what you mean. Because last year I was watching Halloween three, and I'd never seen Halloween three because Michael Myers wasn't in. It. Everybody always told me it was a piece of shit. Then I was listening to some podcasts, and some podcasters that I respect were saying. It's actually a pretty good movie. It just shouldn't have been called Halloween 3. I'd have been a lot happier with this movie just being called Season of the Witch. And so I watch it. And I agree with them. They're right. But the main character in it, the um, the investigator or the guy, he's in all the other B-horror movies of the time, too. He was in um, The Fog and all this stuff. Well, he's meets this girl... And they're in his motel, and yes, they're definitely having sex, and he's on top of her, right? And he goes down, and he puts his mouth right on her boob, and he sucks her nipple for a second. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. And I I, I couldn't believe I just saw it. I wasn't offended. I was like, that was very intimate to show on television. That wasn't like a horror movie where you see the girl's boobs and you know, then five minutes later, there's a slasher scene. It wasn't. It was like peeping into somebody's fucking bedroom. Yeah, and I was like, "That's creepy." And, and so it, I get what you meant. I get what and, you mean on that one. And it was you knew like this was their first time. Like you, you just watched them have their most intimate of moments. That's true too. For These the were... first time, and you're just like. <laughs> 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 I'm like, they don't do it like that anymore on TV, guys. That's (laughs) probably a good thing. Which uh, makes me go back to thinking about, like, the level of, like, intensity they use on Game of Thrones is probably, at least in the way my head works, after we just made this comparison, way more appropriate than watching this guy intimately suck this girl's nipple. And I'm like, that looks like a porno. Right. You know what I mean? That doesn't. That it was just weird. It was weird. It's still weird in my head to this day. But anyway, so getting back to House of Dragons, there's not. There's been like a couple sex scenes, but it's been very like, okay, I can get get past that. And it's like not like I have an issue seeing people naked. I've watched, I've watched enough HBO programs to be like, yeah, okay, we're good. But uh, so there's not a ton of that. But I'll, uh, the, the cast is freaking fantastic uh and it's led by patty uh constantine constantine apologize i'm saying that wrong but he's one of the andes from hot fuzz and i love him he plays uh the king uh targaryen uh matt smith is the prince damon targaryen he is from uh doctor who i think he's the 11th doctor uh reese iffins I'm saying that some of these names I'm just terrible with. He's Sir Otto Hightower. And then, uh, yeah, I could go on, but it's it's fantastically acted. It, and it's one of those shows, Adam, where there's there is action and there's plenty of, you know, you know, the limbs chopped off and all that. See all that good stuff. But they do an excellent job of playing the politics game, which. You know, you think politics, but like politics are boring. But like, not if they're done well. And this is one of those shows that really does it well. And I think, um, and also some of the things that come with, you know, the term "heavy is the crown," right? 
Well, one of the hardest things that a king has to do is he needs to propagate his line. And that's one of the things that we have an issue with is, uh, spoiler alert, so the first uh, episode, his wife dies in birth along with uh, the male heir because he lived for a few minutes and then he ends up dying. So his wife dies, his firstborn son dies, and now he what he does is he had a daughter before. She, he names her as the heir. But also, so he's he's named an heir, a female heir, but also everybody is still saying, hey, where's our prince? Where's our male heir? So he's still uh, dealing with that. And one of the options is one of the families offers up their 12-year-old daughter as the next, you know. And even in Game of Thrones, even even he's like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like what the, the the main character guy? Yeah, the the the, the king. Uh, Wait, yeah, they the, offer the, up their twelve year old daughter for him to get pregnant? Yeah, what? Well, as the you know the bride to be, you know, in as the bride to be. Oh, they as, offer as, her up as a bride? Yeah, and it's pretty much like yeah, you can't you can't knock her up for a couple of years, but here take our daughter to help you know strengthen uh, our households, and it's it's a political move. It's you know, and it's just. You know, I, a slew, a slew of jokes and stupid scenarios just ran through my head. Like, <clears throat> so uh, what are you going to do uh, after the wedding, man? Well, wait two years. She she likes hopscotch. <laughs> right. and, she uh, likes Pokemon, and I likes... like Star Wars. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> she Oh man! Now you just made us look like assholes. Never mind. Well, Move on. Next topic. No, I'm just next kidding. topic. Um, <laughs> but come on. She likes hopscotch and uh, hula hoop, and uh, I think I'm gonna try to have sex with her mom. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where it plays into really the dirtiness of the political game, especially. I know it, it's the the made up world, uh, but you know. That's that's how uh, that was the running gag with, not the running gag, but it's a joke that we always made about royals, right? They're all inbred, which isn't untrue. <laughs> so it's not untrue. Yeah, every, everything was done to keep for power and to keep the power as close to the family as possible. So, so you see a little bit of that, plus uh, some of the actions. Plus, there's dragons. Who doesn't like dragons? Dragons are fun. I do like dragons. And they're done well. They're cool dragons. I really like that movie, Reign of Fire. With I was going to say, I would say Reign of Fire, Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey is an absolute nut job. Yeah. And you know what? That's like still, to my, in my opinion, the best dragon movie I've ever seen. Well, it's one of the few times what, that they've done dragons where I said, that makes sense. They eat ash. Okay. Because most of the times it's like, here, here's a dragon. Be like, yeah, but like, what do they eat? Like, what's the, what, what is their motivation? <laughs> you know? Just burn the shit down and eat it. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where I was like, yeah, dragons are cool, but I was like, how do they fit into this world? And I think it's one of the better movies that actually said, this is why dragons fit into this world because, yeah, they eat ash. I was like, that, all right, I can deal with that. It's not the most, you know, complicated example, but I'll take it. Good enough. Weren't they also in an ice age? 
I don't think an Ice Age, but I know uh, it turned into post-apocalyptic because they killed so many things, but yeah, not an Ice Age, I don't believe. Not that I remember. I don't remember now either. But I just remember that's a, that's a good movie. I have to re- that, that might be one we should review. I'm in. So, all right, write that down. Rain of- you should write that down. Write that down. A money clip. All right, Adam, let's switch gears over to comics. There have been rumors, Adam, that uh, DC might be entertaining uh, having McFarlane take over some of their titles. And I think one of the examples uh, that is kind of going on right now is uh, with uh, McFarlane's Page Punchers line right now. So I just want to see Batman solve a fucking case. Uh want to see him in space i don't want to see him wielding a hatchet i don't want to see him driving on a fucking dragon or riding a dragon or in a big white uniform standing with wonder woman and freaking superman i just wanted to go bring in some horrible criminal and have a few emotional scars from it and learn some lessons but i'm never gonna get it again ever <laughs> ever but Hush you know the you- last story you know what you are going to get, and we're getting a Jerry Garrick, uh, was it Death Metal Speed Metal? Yeah, I got to pass on this one, buddy. I like Jay Garrick, but I didn't, okay, there's a few things I didn't realize. It looks like there's a flash going across his face. Not a fan of that. I think but that I like, might I, be because of the character he is, though. Right. right. And I, I apologize. I don't know, uh, the DC, especially flashed up nearly well enough to do to know what the speed metal line is, but that is one of the things that uh, McFarland's bringing also. So I hate running, I hate fast running zombies. Kid Flash from our speed metal, build a wave. I'll get him for sure. Um, but the Jay Garrick one, the reason I would say. I'm not necessarily going to pass on it, but I want a regular Jay Garrick first. You know what See, I mean? See, and, and that's kind of the... I was like, I like Jay Garrick, so I want him, but... All right, so this is our Barry Allen from the... This uh, shit metal. Looks, Yeah, this looks like Barry Allen in the gay bar at uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, where it's like, what? It's not a gay movie. It's not a gay movie at all. Yeah, it's not gay at all. It only goes down in history as the gayest horror movie ever made. Uh, so yeah, there's your, there's your gay Barry Allen. There Sorry, you go. <laughs> I'm terrible at gay. No offense to anybody who's gay. He just looks a little. He looks a little. Uh, what you call it? Uh, it's not masculine. Yeah, but who are those people who sing about that song, that place with the pool. The Why he's Why he looks like he's, a, he's, a, he's a DC village person. Yeah, he looks like the DC village. But hey, what's going on here? Why'd they make him purple? That's a Wally West. I know. I don't know why. It's just a repainted buck, though, but it it looks good. I just, I didn't even know this was a thing. That's the thing. I didn't know that speed metal was a thing. Nope. I I read all of Dark Knight's metal, at least I think I did on the app. Uh, I read every connecting book I knew of. I had never heard of speed metal. So, yeah. And here is the build a figure. What is that? Dark Knight's Death. Dark Knight's Death Metal. I mean, I like how he's made out of like that resiny plastic. 
that translucent stuff. He looks cool as shit. Don't get me wrong. I don't know who he is, though. Yep. Yeah. But these are gorgeous figures. They really are. Even the uh, YMCA one. Yeah. All right. So these are the ones I was talking about. These are the Page Hunters lines that actually come with the comics here. Are these seven inch or are these? These the are seven inch. These okay. are seven inch. So this is the Flash. Dope. And uh, yeah, so I'm not sure. I don't care for the face, the head sculpt so much, with the visor look. Is it the Flash or is that Johnny Quick? Uh, that's the Flash. So. The Flash, seven inch scale, brand new comics mill order now. He's dressed like Johnny Quick. I'm not sure. But I don't know. So, and, that, that, yeah. and I'm slightly disappointed because here's one of the ones that I really liked and I don't know if I like it so much anymore that they hinted at was the uh, old. So, yep. I don't like the mask on him and yeah. I don't like his I don't like his gun hand. Yeah. Uh what about Heat Wave here? Uh, he look, he, see he looked he looks like a Warhammer forty K guy right there. Yeah. That's Warhammer I, 40k to me. That's the thing is okay. So you say, what about Heat Wave? I take both Heat Wave and um, Captain Cold and say they just don't look like DC figures to me. Yeah. So, uh, and this is part of the thing. So is it, you know, McFarlane's kind of spin on it because uh, we'll see. We'll see how well, it goes. And they then, should have. I mean, they're, they're, they probably look directly like this from the comic book that comes with it. Right. Yeah. I, I say obviously these are. From the comic inspired so now this ryan Choi uh figure right here uh ryan Choi, adam yep. captain is it captain no it's just adam just the adam yeah um i will get that i like i, say I do like that i think yeah. uh i think these are 25 with the comic so and then you get your uh gorilla rod so not sure how i feel about it. i mean it looks <laughs> good but i like the other one yeah. Yeah, we'll see how see how they sell because this that's kind of been the rumor, right? Is um, uh, Wes from Thinking Critical did a video today about uh, you know McFarland made a play for the past in the past to uh, you know to to make a play for some of the titles, so you know to lease out some of the DC titles and the prices were just astronomical. And now that there's a change in leadership, rumor is that he's going to try and see, you know, what it's going to take this time. And I personally, I'd love to see what Matt Farley can do with some, some of the titles because he's not only uh, like reinvigorated, you know, Spawn, but I mean, it's selling at an incredibly high level. It, it, the whole Spawn universe right now is selling incredibly well. The um, Motor City Comic Book Convention, October. 2021 right yeah uh when we went you were there but yeah. we went to the uh capullo and uh scott snyder panel and uh my brother-in-law jay who's been on the show hi jay he had a question and they were picking everybody else but him so i started raising my hand too because i was gonna, like get his question and then I thought of my own question, and I was like, I better shut the fuck up right now. because, <laughs> Anyways, they finally did call on him. Uh, and his question was, is there any chance that uh, Todd McFarlane would do Batman again? 
Batman and Spawn team up again. And without without missing a beat, Capullo goes, "Oh yeah, we already did it. Yeah, we did that like 2017." What? <laughs> everybody I'm, in the room. I'm sorry. What? What did you just say? He goes, "Yeah, I'm sure you can find my art for it online. I had to draw a bunch of stuff, but the deal fell through between Todd and uh, Todd and DC. But yeah, I did a bunch of uh, work for that." And then Scott Snyder says. Well, yeah, and then when they wanted to do um, a multiverse for the Dark Knight's Metal, I uh, suggested, well, why don't we do an omniverse where we can have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come. We can have, I mean, he was talking about everybody, Spawn. He had Spawn as one of the main characters uh, as an opposing force to the Batman who laughs or something like that. I mean, and they're going on. And you see my nephew, me, and Jason just sitting there like, it's not happening. <laughs> Why, God? What, what kind of unjust world is this? And uh, yeah, that's what they left us with. Talk about some, talk about like a case of comic book blue balls, man. Yeah. Then Don't I went worry. to the small bowl show, and Patrick and Jason ended up hanging out with those two later on. Nice. I hung out with them the rest of the night, waiting for me to get done with Smallville. But uh. Apparently, but you guys knew ahead of time, but that is supposed to be, ha is that supposed to be happening later this year or is that supposed to be happening for next year? I think it's next year. Well, I don't, I'm not sure. I got to do a little bit more research on that because that's going to get me to buy a paper comic again. Yeah. Cause well, yeah. I know uh, Sylvester's comic is coming out. Uh, it's supposed to be hitting November. And, and what's this the It's the uh, Batman and Joker team up. That's right. Yeah, that's supposed to be in November, also along with the uh, Wildcats comic, first Wildcat comic in 12 years. So, I'm going uh, to buy that one for sure. Yeah. Well, well why, why would it? No, I mean. Right. Yeah. So, let's talk about some other stuff that McFarlane's released. So what about this guy? I can't wait to get him into a head swap. Right. All right. So this is the Superman gold label from Batman Hush. Does he look like he's the same buck as uh, the Dark Knight Returns Superman? Does he look that big? I mean, I'm worried he's that um, big. I don't know. I mean, not, not like the same shape because the, uh, the Dark Knight one, it's kind of like an odd shape. He, he looks like a but he is freaking huge. Not you say that. Like his, yeah. he is. His arms are gigantic. Yeah, he's a big Superman right there. But I want to take the head off of the page puncher Superman. Put him on that one. See okay. what it looks like. I don't know. I'm gonna have to paint that page puncher Superman. I can't. Can't stop seeing the dark colors. Do we talk? Do we talk about this at all? Uh, in private. Yeah, because I, I say. Like I said, we had so much stuff we want to talk about. This was definitely one of the biggest ones that we want to talk about. So the 30th anniversary of the Batman animated series is this year, and they are putting out what I I thought the Batman Year 2 was the coolest freaking uh, thing, but this this guy with the whole... It's obnoxious, and it works. That's the thing. And awesome. So you get... If you know everybody knows the iconic opening to the Batman animated series, they made that into a figure. Yes, they did. 
That's so good. Love it. I love you. Man, I gotta shut my camera off for a second here. Right. Oh, I'm not on the line. Okay, good. It's starting to get choked up looking at that. So, um, but yeah, that I, I think it was was it Toyshes that posted that. That's already starting to hit Walmart's already. So that's the yeah. gold label one with the autographed car from. Uh, who is I I. I can't buy that. Come the, on. Bruce, the, Bruce, the Bruce Tim <laughs> one. So that one's, I think that one's 75. But the standard one is 50. Bruce and, Tim. Yeah. Yep. So that's, uh, that's the toy news. <sighs> if I... Anyways, <laughs> that sucks. That's so crazy. Bruce Tim's autograph on that. Yeah, that's the gold label one. I assume that one sold out already. This is obviously uh, anybody who knows. This was a few weeks ago. Have they gone up for pre-order? Oh yeah. Okay. They went up that day when they uh, were announced. So you can probably get the standard one. The gold one, I don't know what the autograph card. That's probably uh, harder. What's this? Now that I'm looking, they got they got something about McFarlane Toys DC Multiverse Seven and Static Shock Multicolor Action Figure. If this is something, okay, it's just an ad. Good. Okay, I was like, if the robots picked up on us talking about it, which the action figure for Static Shock? Can you do? Do you have the? Uh, do you have them up here? Because I I didn't review them, but I should have. But there's just so many other figures in front of him that are. Like big exciting ones right now. Catch trying to get up on me. But if you can show Static Shock, if you, if we find him, there, there he is. If we click on him. He's Shot got warning. His, nice. He's got two stands. He comes with. All right. Oh, I well, know, I know this guy that makes the demo, the diorama. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I got a brick press. Really? Yeah, it's just about yay big, and you just press it into the stuff. Press it into foam. Yeah. Anyways, the the stand that he comes with is what I wanted to show you. Obviously, we're not going to see it here. Uh, he doesn't come with just one of those black packs. I don't even know if he comes with one of those standard ones. I can't remember from the packaging. But he also, but he comes with like this um, big wide like screen to stand on. Fuck it, I'll just show you. Did you just leave? Adam left. I'm sure he'll be back. So while Adam's away, I'll just keep scrolling and trying to find the fact. There it is. So that's the static shock. So our static shock from Shat the static shock. The new seven the new fifty-two is available for pre-order. This one's older, so uh Hawkins life changed dramatically after he caught up and got caught up in a local gang war and was doused with an experimental chemical that contained a mutagen agent. This led to him. Gaining 
a variety of electromagnetic powers and is a big fan of comic books. Hawkins decided to use his power self to clean up his community and save the innocents. Hey, you're back. I'm back. What's a good word? I was <laughs> scrolling for stuff and I'm like, did I ever sleep? <laughs> I, I said, F it, I'll show you with his stand. Yeah, so this, I, didn't this... I didn't realize I meant you getting up and walking away. <laughs> yeah, so this is the stand that comes with Static Shock. Okay. Now, I don't remember if he also comes with this or not, because I have tons of them sitting around, and I need this for where I got him displayed. But he is a very cool figure. I'm very happy that I own him. Uh, I remember Static Shock being a uh, animated cartoon. He's another one like Harley Quinn. He got his start in the cartoons. He didn't get his right. start in the comics. But uh, our friend Chris and I, it was kind of one of those things where it was like when you put two and two together, like they laid down the foundation for you to put two and two together on the on the uh, on, on this. It wasn't was it CW Kids at the time or Fox Kids? And you're like, wait a wait a minute, this show takes place inside the same world as Batman the Animated Series. And then you get two kids going, hmm, what? what? You know what I mean? So, and it was cool. It was cool. It was a fun show to watch. Did you ever watch Static Shock? No. It was fun, dude. It was a fun show. And it was about a, a, a little kid like us who got these powers. You know, maybe he was like, pushing middle school or something but yeah it, it was a very cool show so then when he got fully absorbed into the dc universe i was like we have a winner folks we have a winner so all right adam let's talk about uh Ooh. wait don't talk sorry i did, i couldn't reach something i had to take the headphones off let's talk about what all right so uh if you like the show uh we appreciate you watching but if you want to know what we're going to be talking about on the show, you can jump over to our Instagram, The Escape with Nick and Adam, and we post a bunch of things that either we think are interesting or funny uh, to talk about on the show. So we're going to go through some of those. All right, Adam. Yeah. Playing with my static shock toy. We want. No, Winnie kidding. the Pooh horror movie Blood and Honey gets bloody first trailer. That's my answer. It is ridiculous. I watched it, and it's it's good in all the bad ways. You see the whole movie? No, just the trailer. Oh, okay. But it, it's it's ridiculous. That's awesome. So can't wait. that's one of those. Uh, it's going to be coming out. I don't remember exactly when it's coming out, but uh, yeah, that's, that's something we'll be keeping an eye on. All right, so I'm going the wrong way. Uh, so, Adam, Warner Brothers Discovery confirms DC Fandom 2022 is not happening. Okay, I, I don't hear those little children yelling, yay! Wait. Like, like they should be. There you go. Well, also it helps when, you know, uh, you pushed back all your movies, you reshuffled the deck of your uh, movies again, so the only thing really coming out right now, I think, this year is basically uh, Black Adam. So, and you what? already already announced everything for that at San Diego Comic Con, and let's be honest, 
uh, you don't have that much to announce anyway. So let's just save a few bucks and cut DC's fandom. Well, also true, and DC's fandom wasn't as very wasn't as good last year as it was the first year. And I think the first right. year it was only a relief because people could do something because they were stuck in their homes during that quarantine time. Yeah, it was it was I think it was meant to be something that was a little more interactive, but yeah. I mean once you get so many people watching it, it it's impossible. Okay, so here's my take. I hope we haven't seen the end of DC Fandom. I hope that once the ship uh, is corrected, once it's steered the right way, I hope we get stuff like this back. But right now, it doesn't make sense to have one when you're basically trying to write to do a course correction. Um, yeah, well, as a as a uh, cost cutting measure, it makes sense. And let's be honest, you don't have anything that exciting to it. So why? And you. And you don't have anything like the sad part is is with the exception of what we just talked about about McFarlane, you know, taking some titles and things like that. You don't have writers. You don't have a story yet either. Um, so there's nothing going on in the comic book side of stuff either. Uh, I think this is a good idea, but like I said, I don't want it to be the last I see of DC fandom. I would love to see DC make one hell of a well. We all love a comeback story now, don't we? So. Well, yeah, I, I'd like to see it, but like I said, uh, done a little bit better, a little bit tighter uh, with some actual exciting things to do. So, all right, moving on. First look at the new pinhead for the new Hellraiser reboot. Adam, what do you think of that? He looks like a girl. It is. Oh. Why? Adam, I think we went over this earlier. It's 2022. Oh. Women can do things, too. Well, I mean, is it the same person or is it a different pinhead? I think it's just like things in today's day and age. They can just pass the mantle around. It's just pinhead. Okay. And this is a TV show? It's a movie. I think it's a Hulu movie. Oh. Hulu's, Hulu's pumping out a bunch of stuff. I All right. All right. Fuck it. I'm all in. I'm going to see this. All right. I'm all, I'm all in. I want. I do want to see this. It's spooky season. You've got my attention. You can't do much worse than Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Yes, you can. You can make a nightmare on Elm Street. Aww. I can't wait to see this. So, uh, I'm, I, was, I, I was never one of the big biggest Hellraiser fans. I knew I have family members who are big Hellraiser fans. We'll see. My, 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 got, got, some, got some big shoes to fill. My mom didn't like that I loved horror as much as I did as a kid anyway, but my sister really got me into it and she liked it too. And we still, my sister and I, we, we are, we are horror people, but uh, I think my mother found Hellraiser to be uh, exceptionally disturbing. And, well, <laughs> you know, it, didn't like it. It's, it is, it really is. It really uh, is. It was, it was like saw before there was saw really. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, it's totally in that same vein. So it's kind of like torture porn. A little bit so all right and then uh oh house of the dragon 2 already got released renewed for a second season we already talked about jay garrick uh with amazon suspending the ratings for prime series there are concerns Lord of rings is being review bombed so adam how do you feel about review bombing i think we talked a little bit on here before but i think review bombing is kind of one of those ridiculous things that people insist on being negative but review bombing goes both ways because, like, IMDb, which I just learned today, 
not shocked, but I just kind of, you know, you put two and two together. You're like, oh, yeah, IMDb is owned by Amazon. And one of the things that's been happening, especially with bigger projects that are somewhat controversial or something that, like, YouTubers like us or other YouTubers who like to bash on things a little bit more than we do, uh, people will go and review bombs, either give it once before the things even come out or vice versa, people do give it tens before it ever comes out. But I like I usually say usually it works itself out because they end up kind of cancel each out each other out anyway, and it ends up kind of working itself out. But as far as reviews go and review bombs go, how do I feel about review bombs? I'm against them, obviously. Uh, I'd rather see I'd rather see anything handled fair than handled with any kind of like. Uh, non-objective or non-subjective look at it uh i miss the days of like the siskel and ebert and all that kind of stuff so i don't know this is how i go about reviewing what have i heard about it i've heard some good things i've heard some bad things and then i just see it myself if i'm that interested in it because you're not going to keep me away from it if you give me a review on a movie that that i really want to see and you tell me it's shit i'm still going to go see it yeah um i'm not a big fan of taking away people's voices in general and especially that's one of the biggest things that the internet is for is hey any idiot like me can go and grab a microphone or type something on sure anywhere and i just don't like things being taken away from uh voices being taken away whether you want to use your voice for stupid or if you want to use it for whatever it's you know but i mean if this is a, if this is for reviewing something i mean is there a fair structure set up i mean once your review is in your review is in can you can you put in 10 more typically like imdb you have an account so if you right. have 10 accounts yeah technically you got 100 okay. you can make 100 accounts you want to make 100 emails if you have that much time to make a, you know to sure. go and redo this probably should go get a job but anyway or this is your job or yeah well then i need to get a job like that <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're out there they're out there so but anyway um i'm not the biggest fan of i'm with you i'm not the biggest fan of review bombing but also i'm not the biggest fan of taking uh you know the average guy's voice away so no anyway. i don't want to take the average guy's voice away not under any stretch of the imagination i just want to uh i think if it's something like that uh I don't know. Every car has to have a, speed, a safety belt in it, right? So, if you're going to have, be, if you're going to have people be able to review things, then put your review out, and then that's your only review. Right. You know what I mean? Because I don't think you should have to put somebody out to skew numbers. Because then I think we turn it into lying. Right. So, all right, moving on. Uh, Disney first look at Hulu's Alien season, Alien series revealed. So Noah Hawley, who created Fargo and Legion, is creating a Alien series for Hulu that's supposed to be coming out in 2023. Adam, does that do anything for you? No. I mean, I think it's cool. I hope it's good. But uh, it, it, it's kind of like the Lord of the you know Lord of the Rings series. It's like, I mean, if, you know, this is a, the Alien series is a special series. You can't just fuck around with it. Well, here we go. I'm going to start sounding like back in my day type stuff right now, like an old man, but 
in the 90s though and then the late 80s it just seemed like they had good idea after good idea after good idea after good idea like they didn't have time to make a show about the aliens because they were already on to the next cool thing that was coming out for movies and it was, that was a time too where tv and movies like you know talk about taboo like oh no 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 he's not coming over here he's a he's a tv guy we can't put him on the big screen he's a tv guy we can't put him on the small screen he's a movie guy um there's no new ideas right now that are coming into theaters. None that I, I've seen that I think are any good. I think the horror genre is the closest thing to, like, is the only thing to come close to that lately. And even they're still, I mean, look at the pinhead we just saw. You know, even they're still cherry-picking from the past. Um, well, that's I don't know. How much do you like a fucking Xenomorph? You like Xenomorphs? Watch it. Right. <laughs> Hey, if that xenomorph, if they dress that xeno, look, I'm gonna, this is it. This is where I stand. They dress that xenomorph up like a bat and have it out fighting crime in a shitty city. I'll watch one episode. <laughs> I will, you will have my attention. So there's something for everyone out there. And if they make it, I hope that the fan base who watched the alien love it because I didn't love Batwoman and I deserved to love Batwoman. Uh, and, uh, so did the rest of the world. So I hope it's right. not a steaming pile of shit for the fans. That's what I hope. All right, Adam. So let's talk about something that we brought up earlier. We're going to skip a couple things, but uh, this will be the last topic here. Adam, who would you, who do you think is kind of like one of the biggest Holly assholes Madison. in Hollywood? Oh, huh? Holly Madison. Sorry. You're like, Adam, who would you? And I'm like, Holly Madison. Still, good for you. Holly Madison. You know, from the girls next door? Who do you think I was talking about? Oh, I said that's like 20 years ago. I was oh, like, still good? <laughs> still? I, okay. I, she's prettier now. It's crazy. Adam, Anyways. I put up for you yeah. the biggest asshole in Hollywood right now. It might be Olivia Wilde. Immunity. No. <laughs> I'll be right back. Hey, you can't leave me here when I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So Olivia Wilde is being a uh, being a jerk in Hollywood. I don't know. Uh, nobody wants to work with her. It's not the first time. It's not the last time that's going to happen with someone in Hollywood. Uh, as far as Olivia Wilde uh, is concerned, um, you know, we all got to work with people who are difficult. Doesn't sound to me like she's berating somebody to the point of harassment. Of course, Nick might tell us something a little different. Won't you, Nick? You might well, tell us something right. we don't know. Is she berating people? Is she harassing people? What kind of villain is she? Okay, so let me... This, this is... When I first saw Olivia Wilde, it was a show called The Black Donalds. And I forget exactly when it came out, but I said, holy moly, who is that? As you know, it's, you know She's talented. She seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders. This girl is going to be the future of filmmaking. She's going to be in everything. She's going to be a huge star. And then she kind of wasn't. And you kind of go, why? As sure. it turns out, she's a bit of an asshole. So, her latest film, which is, it was just, was it Venice uh, Film Festival? Don't worry, darling. This thing has had so many damn issues where you have Florence Pugh coming out and saying, I'm not going, and sorry, so Olivia Wilde directed this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, directed, 
And then uh, Harry Styles is, I don't know if he's a star, but he's one of the stars. On the set, they, they get into a relationship in real life. And then you have Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh which I know you're a big fan of. Florence Pugh, you know, is one of the bigger named actresses right now. And she's going around saying, I'm not doing any publicity for your movie. Basically, like, you know, and and that's the Hollywood equivalent of we're fighting (laughs) as as much. That's that's as much damage as she can do legally by. And I think it's the first time I've ever heard anyone go out and say, I'm starring in this movie and I'm not, you know, promoting it at all. I'm probably going to have a very unpopular opinion of this. But anyway, (laughs) so you you have... uh, Is Olivia Wilde harassing anybody? Well, that's it. You have to to say what is happening. And then you have uh, Shia LaBeouf, who was also... I think think that's the role that Harry Styles came in and filled in for. You know, they were saying that he was fired... And then he came out and said, no, I quit. And here's proof because he posted a video from Olivia Wilde basically begging him to come back. So something's going on on the set of this movie where you're just pissing people off. You, when you piss off your stars bad enough to say, go bleep yourself, and then your other big star saying, I'm not doing anything for this movie, you know, to help with this movie. And then you have... Chris Pine, who's also in the movie, there's rumors that he spit on. Who did he spit on? He spit on Harry Styles. It's like, what the hell's going on? Like, what? And you have to say, what is the common thread through this? And it's Olivia Wilde. Like, what the hell's going on? All right. Well, if Olivia Wilde is just difficult to work with and she's just being an asshole, then these guys probably need to go back to sensitivity school. If she's actually harassing people and hurting people's, you know, uh, if she's being demonstrative and literally like breaking laws and, and, and things that an employer should not do, well, then I'd hang her. Not, not literally hang her, but then hang her out to dry. She's done. Uh, but if this is just a case where you're working with somebody who's passionate about their project and who doesn't give a shit about being an asshole, like I work with a guy and I totally – agree with him on this. He says, I have no problem treating people like dirt or being an asshole. If you're going to put me in the fucking, if you don't want to come here and you don't want to work, I don't give a fuck about you. And uh, he's a young guy. He says this, he's not, a, he's not anybody's uh, uh, a boss or anything like that, but he doesn't mind having to be an asshole if he's got to get the job done. And, and if that's what the problem is here, that she's just working with schedules, she's working with prima donnas. I mean, Shia LaBeouf's name came up in the conversation, and everybody all of a sudden thinks like, oh, no, Shia LaBeouf. If Shia LaBeouf's involved with it, he's probably at fault because he's well, Shia LaFuckin'Buff. Well, um, let, let, let's be honest. He doesn't have the best reputation. Exactly. But when people, well, But when people are siding with him, there's an issue. And they and my and my thing is this, I'd like to know what their issue is. Because if she's not being demonstrative, she's not being abusive, then she's just being a pain in the ass boss. And we've had and every and we all have that. But we all got the, at the end of the day, we all gotta work. We all gotta do what we gotta do, right? You know, well, sometimes you're gonna work for people you don't necessarily like. 
Well, sometimes you got to cooperate with people that you never would even let inside your home, which is why during certain times of crisis, I decided to cooperate with the U.S. government. Would I ever let them in my home? No. Would I ever have dinner with them? No. But, you know, for the sake of, for the illusion of safety, I just might do business with them. Okay. So let's, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to go into this article real quick from People just because on the first one so let's see what it says because all right so from people controversy around olivia wilde's don't worry darling it's tough to gabby to is tough to navigate with a smile source everyone went into the movie with the best of intentions a source that tells people of the cast who gathered at the venice film festival for september 5th world premiere so uh, the cast of Lee Wilde's upcoming thriller, Don't Worry Darling, assembled on red carpet for the premiere. Blah, 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 blah. And let's see here. So, uh, nevertheless, over the past several weeks, the movie starring Lee Wilde's real life boyfriend, pop star Harry Styles, 28, and Florence B, 26, as a 1950s California couple living in a strange planned suburban community, has been in headlines for the behind scenes turmoil. Director and co star. I forgot that she was actually co-starring it as well. Wild 38 said in a Variety interview published August 24th uh, that she fired original star Shia LaBeouf, who was supposed to play Styles' role uh, due to his combative nature. LaBeouf then shot back with an, in an email to Variety saying he quit the film due to lack of rehearsal time. The actor provided that the publication with the email he claims to have sent to Wild, asking her to set the record straight. You and I both know the reasons for my exes. He wrote, I quit your film because your actors and I couldn't find time to rehearse, which is an issue. You know, you, you can say whatever you want, but if, uh, you know, just like anything else, if they feel they can't put out, you know, the best performance because they can't even get rehearsal time, I completely understand that. But also, so, uh, Variety also referenced a video of Wild, which LaBeouf claims uh, she sent him after he made the decision to leave. I feel like I'm not ready to give up on the shed. I'm too heartbroken. I want to figure this out. Uh, Wild said in a video, you know, I am. I think this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Miss Flo. I want to know if you're open to give this a shot with me. So, um, there's, you know, it goes, that doesn't go very far. But then, you know, like I said, issues with Lawrence Pugh. And it'd be it'd be a hell of a thing for her to say, "Hey, I'm not doing this," because she is still so young in the industry. I think that'd be a hell of a like. There's something going on with this movie, and all all, all signs point to Florence P or not Florence P, but Olivia Wilde is essentially terrible to work with. Um, Florence Pugh uh, said something interesting in a video, uh, in an interview, like a behind the scenes thing, I think, with uh, one of the Marvel shows. And uh, she was talking to Scarlett Johansson after shooting Black Widow, and she's like, "Yeah, she says I'm gonna take a, she's like, I'm gonna take a break." And and, and then I was gonna say, "Black Widow said," um, Scarlett Johansson said, uh, "Don't do that." She's like, "People, they want to work with you right now." She's like, "Work with people while they want to work with you." Yep. Then you fast forward a few months, and like Scarlett Johansson doesn't say shit. And then sues Disney and then wins. And like gracefully, she does all of this. Like you don't hear about it, 
It happens. It gets settled. It's over. She's got a lot of grace to her. You got to give it to, to, to Scarlett Johansson for that. Now you're hearing Florence Pugh say, well, this was such a shit experience. I'm not going out and, and advertising your movie. It makes me wonder I've, if she's I've, still I've getting never... good, good advice from, from, from ScarJo. You know what I, I mean? And I don't want to start a rumor, but. No, but I've never heard of an actor saying, I've heard of actors like, hey, I'm not going to go on the press junket. Like, I'm not going to go on tour for this because I've got other stuff going on. But I've never heard an actor or actress come out and say, I'm not doing publicity for this movie because F you, that's why. Yeah, uh, the only time I've ever seen that was Jim Carrey with Kick-Ass 2. Yeah. That was it. And he was taking a stance about gun control or whatever, but uh, oh, yeah. he did it. But so, still cash that check, though, I bet. Oh, I know he did. You know he did. But uh, but also, I mean, there's been so much craziness going on where I think it was uh, Jason Sudeikis for uh, she's in the process of getting divorced from had purpose had the uh, divorce papers delivered to her during a conference where she was on stage. And that's kind of one of those things where it's like, is that just petty? Because you can't always like if you're getting served papers, that's not always, hey go serve them at this time. It's just when that person can be reached, but also it's Hollywood and it's kind of one of those things where like, she's, there's just, you know, it's a famous picture for like what this, you know, folder and she's just like, what the hell just happened? You know, like in the most conferences, like you've been served. Bam. There you go. Wow. Lots of, lots of turmoil, lots of chaos going on. And uh, I'm going to say right now, Olivia Wilde might be the biggest a-hole in Hollywood right Girl power. Good job you've done. Immunity. Hey, Adam, how's, how's Amber Heard doing? She's immune. <laughs> it, correct she's, answer, it does not matter because she's so pretty. That's right. As far as I'm concerned, she's totally <laughs> forgiven. <laughs> Screw so. Giant Depp. <laughs> well, that's a different topic, but yes. <laughs> there are way more reasons on this world to condemn that man than Amber Heard. Anyways, now that I'm angry. You wouldn't like yeah. me when I'm angry. And yeah. I wish I wish when I got mad, I turned into some uncontrollable, fucked up Hulk that just destroyed everything. Wouldn't that be cruel? No. That would, well, that would be cruel. It wouldn't be cool. Well, I see your point, but it'd still be cool. To a, you know. And then it'd just be like, and then, you know what to happens? The, to no the one fifth. talks to you. To the fifth grader driving the bus right now up here. <laughs> Fuck, like, this guy would be cool. <laughs> yeah, don't understand. I'm so cool right now. What what happened? We were talking about Amber Heard. We were I said talking about something about, yeah. <laughs> something about Johnny Depp and he lost it. Who knew? Who knew Johnny Depp was the trigger? <laughs> right. All right, Adam. Let's start wrapping it up. Um I think we're going to try and get a couple more guests on for later this week. We'll see what we can do. Uh, and we're going to have a little bit of a roundtable about uh, Ring of Power and House of the Dragon. So just like we did for Kenobi and some other shows. So we'll see how that goes. But that's the plan right now. And when we do that, we'll probably do that on Thursdays if we can. Um, that being said, things happen. So They do, they do. Uh, but like I said earlier, if you let 
like to uh, see what we're going to be talking about on the show, one of the good ways to find that out is go check us out on Instagram and Facebook where we post a bunch of nonsense. Sometimes it's good, sometimes not so good. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes not so funny. But that is usually what, if you want to know, uh, keep up with kind of what's going on, we do our best to keep you informed over there. And then we talk about it on our show. But also some of the things that we do, Adam, we review toys, some comics, and we have uh, just put up a review of Adam's last review for Booster Golden Blue Beetle. For Booster Golden Blue Beetle. And Adam, what's the next one coming up? You thought darkness was your ally, but you really adopted the dark. I was born in it. I was born molded by it. Anyways, um, yeah, it's going to be a little personal, too. Um. Because there's no way I can talk about the true essence of this character until I tell you what the true essence of this character, what kind of impact this essence had on a 13-year-old. And it's and spoiler alert, it's not the one uh, from the movie or movies. It's it's not. It's it's Bane. It's the uh, original Bane. And I do and I will bring up uh, the Dark Knight Rises in this um, because they were close. They were very, 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 very close. They shit the bet on that at the end, but they were very close to delivering a Bane that was, yeah, that's him. But they were very close on delivering a Batman, too, that was Batman. You know what I mean? I heard, I heard a rumor about uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman that I'd not heard before. And that was? That was uh, Christopher Nolan went to Warner Brothers, who he had a contract with, and said, I want to do a noir crime, you know, you know, mystery crime thriller, and they're like, "Make it Batman, and it's and you can do whatever you want." And he said, "Okay." <laughs> I, well, kind of, kind of. That's actually kind of what happened. They were looking for somebody to revitalize uh, Batman, and uh, but in their head it was there was no rush. As far as they were concerned, like remember earlier when I said, "Well, you were going to the bathroom." I said, "If the season two sucks, and you've already I'm got letting the dogs out, I'm the one here." Okay, my bad. Uh, and I said, and I said along the lines of, you do what you used to do. You pull the plug and you don't air season two. Right. So the idea for Batman was the last movie we put out was 1997. And we pulled the plug. So it would be nice to get that going again. But as, as a company, we will never, ever make another Batman movie. <laughs> that was their fucking, that's how they handled shit back then. Never right. again. Uh, but uh, he wanted to do inception and he pitched it and they said well how about batman and he was like excuse me a baking soda you know right, right. <laughs> what i'm sorry <laughs> well yeah you just I was, I was like, did, did, did you not hear what i just said it was like the only good idea warner brothers has ever had yeah, we've got the only leverage we've got. We're gonna use it on Christopher Nolan of all people. Who was, all due respect to Christopher Nolan, this only happened because he wasn't exactly a somebody yet. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't Christopher Nolan. He was just Chris. Yeah, he who, had uh, made, made made some interesting films. Yeah, he made Memento, and they're like, "What could he do with Batman? We don't give a shit about Batman, do we? No, that doesn't make us any money at all." Fuck it. Let's give him Batman. Yeah, whatever. And then they gave him Batman. Be careful what you wish for. And uh, 
you know, between him and David Goyer, the rest is history. Until Matt Reeves came along with his vision, there's never been a closer, you know, incarnation of Batman on the big screen. And there's never been a closer incarnation of Bane on the big screen, which is why we're talking about this uh, right now. But that was that character that Tom Hardy played. That was almost the same character that took Batman down in Nightfall back in 1992 or back in 1993. And for those of you who would like a little sneak peek at how what I mean about a personal uh, action figure review, the breaking of the Batman literally took time, took place in an era of history where there was, where Superman was dead. It wasn't like there was just some storyline going on or you couldn't say, well, if Thor was in this, why didn't Tony Stark show up? Well, if Batman was getting his ass kicked so bad, why didn't Superman show up? He was dead. He was dead. Yeah. Four months prior to that was the death of Superman. So we literally began living in an era, a world without heroes, in my opinion. Uh, the two, the two, the big two, anyway. Well, and how how many issues is Nightfall? It's a monstrous story. Twenty. There are ten at the, there are ten issues of Nightfall, and then in Nightfall number eleven, Bane breaks Batman's back. Then you've got Night Nightfall Spoilers. twelve. Well, you got Nightfall 12, <laughs> 12 through nineteen, I think, and Nightfall nineteen is where Batman defeats. Bane, but it's not Batman. It's Sean Paul Valley. It's he defeats as, Batman. As, as it is. Yeah, as Bats uh, defeats him, and uh, you know he makes a pretty good argument. He was like, "You're not Batman." He's like, "Oh yes, I am. I'm the I'm a better Batman." All this kind of stuff. Sean Paul Valley was a motherfucker, uh, and it was a weird time to read that comic, especially. Especially my only knowledge of Batman truly at the time was Batman the Animated Series, the Michael <laughs> Keaton movies, the uh, Adam West. Uh, the Adam West stuff. <laughs> and then I, I finally get this legitimate Batman comic book and I read it and he gets his ass kicked six ways from Sunday. He doesn't even get his he's, bro he's broken. It's like he's like one more time and he comes lunging at Bane and Bane just dish smacks him like this and then it's just like he's throwing around a my buddy doll for the rest of the freaking comic and then and the, the the opening of nightfall 12 is bane standing on top of a building with batman over his shoulder saying uh gotham city is mine here is your hero here's your protector broken and done and he throws him off the side of the building with an already broken back he bounces off the freaking uh uh fire escapes and finally hits the ground they have to call an ambulance it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, it sounds pretty brutal. It is. It's really brutal. But uh, anyway, so uh, where was I? So you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And also, if you have not subscribed yet, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps grow the channel, and it just helps us uh, get to our goal of being monetized and getting Adam where he can quit his job and just do YouTube. So. But also, if you are not a fan of YouTube or it's not how you uh, listen to your podcast, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Uh, Amazon Music also includes Audible. So if you're an Audible uh, subscriber, you can check us out and download us over there. And any help would be greatly appreciated. So I want to thank all our current subscribers. I think we've got a few new ones. So thank you so much for subscribing. And if you are a fan of the show, give us a like and a subscribe. Well, other than that, Adam, I think it's time to wrap it up. 
yeah, thank you guys for uh, watching. Thank you guys for uh, 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 paying attention to the content that we put out. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Good night, America. Good night, Planet Houston. <laughs>